strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, we've got so much going on. Before we get to any of it, uh, I want you to help us make a difference in the community. We have something we've started called Broomhead's Action Alliance. It's just a community service program. So if you'd like to join us uh, on some of these things, just text the word ACTION to 411923. You'll be added to a list. You'll be notified when community service projects are happening, and you can choose the ones you'd like to join us in. That's ACTION to 411923. We'll even send you a free T-shirt while supplies last. Uh, the Metro Phoenix eviction filings climbed 13 year high. It hasn't been this high since 2008, and it's worrying a lot of people, and I, myself included. If people can't afford the rent that they're at and rents still continue to climb, where do these people go? There was another story that worked hand-in-hand with this about the homeless problem and the homeless camps in, the, in West Phoenix, uh, 7th Avenue to 15th Avenue um, from Van Buren south to Washington. In that area, there has been a huge uptick in what is a homeless community down there. Uh, I've talked about homelessness for a long time. There are many reasons for homelessness, and uh, you know some of them are self-induced. We all understand that 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 there are some of these that are self-induced, and that seems to be what people focus on. And I think it needs to be focused on to a certain degree. But what about the families that just through a tragic circumstances, they just weren't able to keep up with something that happens? And I know that this sounds – maybe to some it sounds foreign. And if it does sound foreign to you, I'm happy. I Genuinely, I'm happy for you. But I can tell you that it's a reality for many hardworking people. When you find yourself financially behind the eight ball – You don't have a credit card or your credit rating isn't good enough to get a credit card. Something as simple as a flat tire and not having a 100 bucks to get a new tire on your car um, is devastating. If they're not going to give you the credit, what are you going to do? You can't get to work. You end up homeless. If there is a medical emergency in the family, any of these things can tip you over the edge, a breakdown of your vehicle, something like that. Your AC goes out. What do you do? And the answer is not much. And to more and more families that are finding themselves financially behind the eight ball, it's no longer that we're not able to put away for retirement. We're not putting things into our kids' college accounts. We're not. Now it's we don't have food. Food prices continue to, to rise. Now, I will tell you the great news um, is, is ga- the price of gasoline going down. This is where um, the politics meets the reality. The politics of all of this is um, this is the best news that the Biden administration has had in well over a year. And that is that inflation is slowing. And so gas prices are dropping. So everything's just fine now. You know, people in talk radio, you hate this president, so it's all bad news. I saw it on social media the other day. You'd never know this by listening to Broomhead. I'm talking about the reality of things, and I'm also saying thank God gas prices have dropped. Thank God for a lot of families. The other issue is that prices are not dropping in the diesel market fast enough. And everybody that drives a truck, everything you have gets delivered somewhere that's run on diesel fuel most of the time, or it's certainly on fossil fuel. But when we see that these industries are hammered, you're paying more. I'm going to talk at length a little bit later on in the hour, I believe. Um, the United States Postal Service is raising its rates um, just in time for holiday shipping. When you see these things happening, 
and you, to me, it's a nuisance. And and I don't, that's I, I mean sincerely, this is not bragging about something. I'm not saying that I'm this big wealthy. I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is that I know the difference between something you don't like and something that scares the heck out of you when it comes to finances. You know, I've been in a position where I had more debt facing me than I ever thought I'd make in my entire life. I remember it like it was yesterday. Didn't sleep for a couple of weeks. I mean, I would get an hour sleep a night, just worry, worry, worry. Lost a ton of weight, walking around job sites, wondering how I was going to survive financially with my family. We were going to end up homeless. What was I going to do? And so the reality of that for so many people that are working hard, one thing, there's a lot that can be said about me that's negative that's probably true, but I am a hard worker, and I loved what I did, and I took pride in the job that I did, and even though I was working hard through some mistakes that I made myself, there's no doubt about it, and the economy crashing the way it did around us all in construction, I was desperately in debt. And the feeling that, you know what, I'm getting up every morning at 4.30, I'm on a job site by 5 o'clock, I'm working until 6, 7 o'clock at night, I'm working six days a week, and I'm just trying to keep my, my family's head above water. I have been in that position more recently than I wanted to ever um, admit to. But on the other side of it, it made me stronger. But that doesn't matter when you're in it. If you're someone that's working as hard as you can work and circumstances have led to where you don't know if you're going to make it financially and you certainly don't want to worry your children. So parents, what do you do? You sit you sit in bed at night and you talk about it and you figure out what you're going to do about it as best you can and how you're going to cover up the fear for your children so your kids aren't worried about being homeless. And I'm not being overdramatic about this. This is the reality for some families. So, yeah, there's good, there's great news about gas prices. And I think we should acknowledge the fact that, hey, it's great for everybody involved. The gas prices are going down. But the price of food continues to climb and everybody has to eat. Housing prices in the Phoenix area are outrageously expensive. We've got now more evictions now than we've had since 2008 right after that real estate crash. These are all things that need to be addressed. And I don't necessarily think that we are adequately addressing them. I think that what we are doing is we are kind of playing the blame game or even at this point, um, we are looking at things and saying um, it's not his fault. It is his fault. Um, and I don't think that's the right way to approach it necessarily. So what we have done in this country recently is we have passed something called the um, Inflation Reduction Act. That's what they were calling it. That's what they've been calling it. Um, So the political side of this, which we're going to get into in a moment first, is the fallout and why it may adversely affect some members of Congress here in the state of Arizona if they support this. But more than anything else, what is it about it that's going to help anybody and that's the issue. How is this make any how does this make anyone's life better or is it going to make the average person's life worse? So I want to talk about specifically the Inflation Reduction Act and how it plays a role in inflation next. Strong value. 
values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time on a Friday. Hope you got a great weekend planned. I know I'm going to try to relax a little bit. It's been a long week. Um, support for the Manchin-Schumer spending bill could be a final blow for five most vulnerable House Democrats is the headline of the news story. So, of course, I always look to see. I wonder if anybody from Arizona is on that list of five, and sure enough, there is. Um, as a matter of fact, the very first one listed is Tom O'Halloran, Democrat from Arizona. It also includes a couple of others, a rep from Iowa, a Golden from Maine, Matt Cartwright from Pennsylvania, uh, Captor from Ohio. Um, and they asked if they plan to support the legislation or if they were pushing for any change of it. None of them responded to this story. So I don't think any of them really want to talk, weigh in on this. Now, the redistricting in Arizona has now put Mr. O'Halloran in a district that leans Republican. And so he's already at a disadvantage, although he is an incumbent. The, the headwinds against incumbents, incumbent Democrats right now is pretty heavy because most of the country is not happy with the economy and you get blamed as the party in charge. That being said, with all of the things that have come out from this, what we've been hearing about this immense expansion of the IRS, what we've been hearing about taxation and climate change, and every expert, I shouldn't say every, most experts that are saying that this is not going to reduce inflation by much, if at all, and that it is going to add a huge burden to the American taxpayer, the fear of an of a business owner. And, you know, business owners are, are, are unique in this sense that um, they do what's best for their business. There's a reason why the Chamber of Commerce works very hard to be nonpartisan. The Chamber of Commerce in Arizona worked very, very closely with Senators McCain and Kyle when they were there. Um, they worked very closely with Senator Flake when he was there. They work closely now with Senator Cinema. They work closely with Senator Kelly because their goal is not a political goal. It is a business-friendly goal. There will be times when they will disagree with Republicans or Democrats because they don't believe it's the right thing for business. Understanding, though, that there is a, a lot of power, as it's supposed to be, because, you know, the House is made up of small districts. It's called the People's House. But the Senate has got 100 members, two from each state, with equal power, and they do the business of the states. And so the concern in this is that Mr. O'Halloran is going to be hard-pressed to win a reelection if he votes in favor of this bill. So does he go against his party? Does he do a little bit of what Senator Sinema did and say, listen, you're not getting my support unless you make some changes? And what would those changes be? But there's a reason why there is a huge push now in this country from not just Republicans, but from others as well. There are big questions being answered. I guarantee you there's a lot of small businesses here in Arizona, a lot of them, and they are not all run by Republicans. There are many people that consider themselves to be staunch Democrats that are small business owners and big business owners, but business owners. And the potential for paying more in taxes is never attractive to them, although some of them may say they have no problem with it. Um, but the idea of... 87,000 more IRS employees, whether they're all agents or not, I guarantee you has even Democrat business owners, many of them, looking at things and saying, you know what? Uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. 87,000? 
How about 87,000 school security guards? How about 87,000 more cops on the streets of America? How about 87,000 more employees down patrolling the southern border of the United States? Let's go down a laundry list of 87,000 more employees in the government if we're going to be okay with it that we get to before we get to IRS employees. And so there's going to be a push. Uh, This, I believe, is going to pass because Nancy Pelosi, there's two things that Nancy Pelosi has been really good at in her entire career. Number one, first and foremost, is fundraising. She is a fundraising machine. There's no doubt about that. The other is on how she gets pieces of legislation passed within her party. What she did with Obamacare, I don't agree with it. But you have to respect what she did. Republicans always complain when they have the House that the Speaker of the House doesn't do enough to unify the party and doesn't rally the troops and doesn't get things done and is too willing to compromise. Nancy Pelosi isn't. Nancy Pelosi behind the scenes because there wasn't one Republican that voted in the House of Representatives for Obamacare. Not one. So they had to have all the Democrats on board. And she had a struggle. There was a struggle for a couple of weeks because there are a lot of Democrats that are in moderate districts of people that didn't want it. And she worked really hard behind the scenes to get this thing passed. And she did. So you have to give her credit in the regard that she does. She accomplishes her goals. And there are many Republicans that have said privately and publicly, we wish a Republican that had the policies of a Republican would work as hard as getting things done as Nancy Pelosi does with her own party. So I think that if they push hard enough, they're going to get this passed. But don't think for a moment that there aren't Democrat representatives in the House of Representatives that are not very leery about what happens here. Would this be the end of Tom O'Halloran's career in the House of Representatives if he votes in favor of this bill? We know that Ann Kirkpatrick is resigning, is retiring at the end of this term. So she's going to vote for it uh, because she doesn't care. She's not running for reelection. Um, But Tom O'Halloran, is he willing to sacrifice his political career or does he think maybe because he's in a a district that leans to the right now that he's probably going to lose anyway? He might as well go out in a blaze of glory. I don't and I don't know the answer. But I know that there are a lot more people now suspicious about the the, what this bill is going to do. Because of the expansion of the IRS, yes, it's a huge amount of taxation. Yes, it's going to affect everybody, not just people making $400,000 a year. And you're hearing that from experts over and over again. But I think what's really got people concerned is when you think that there are going to be 87,000 new people going through tax documents of small business owners, even Democrat business owners are like, hmm, I'm not so sure I'm ready to sign on to this. This is not something I want to do. So how is it being offset? Very quickly, the Democrat response to this is, wait a minute, it's not 87,000 new agents, and they're only going after people that make more than $400,000 a year. And that's not fair either, by the way. We're only going to go after rich people. Is that fair? Is it fair that they're only going to go after rich people? You don't think people that don't make a ton of money don't cheat on their taxes? You don't think that there's cheating that goes on at the lower that you only start cheating on your taxes after you make four hundred thousand dollars a year. It, it's just it's not the way it's supposed to be. So we'll see. I'm anxious to see how this plays out. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. 
What we're going to do uh, at 1035, it's something I talked about earlier. It's public safety. Normally, we talk about officer safety, and I list and chronicle all the time officers involved in shootings and how devastating the injuries have been to some cops. It's happened quite a bit. But the other thing that's going on now is about firefighters and carcinogens and how firefighting now is listed as a cause of cancer, not a contributor, that it could be the cause of it. And we're going to explain why this is important to everyone next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. School's back in session. If you know of a teacher that deserves $2,500 because they are an exceptional teacher right here in the Valley, you can nominate a teacher for our Pay Tribute to a Teacher program. Just text the word TEACHER to 411923. That's TEACHER to 411923 and nominate an awesome teacher right now. It's Pay Tribute to a Teacher presented by your Valley Toyota dealers. Talked about this earlier, and I wanted to read a few statistics here. There are a couple of things that are going on in Phoenix, and and uh, all of you know I come from a law enforcement family, but I would say that as much as I am an adamant and unapologetic supporter of law enforcement, I would say that about public safety in general. The men and women who uh, go to accident scenes and scenes of fires and dangerous situations and mountain rescues and risk their safety and sometimes their lives in order to make sure you get somewhere safely or a fire is put out are heroic in and of themselves as well. The other thing that they face uh, is the risk of cancer, the carcinogens. And there has been a new study that, not new, but they've now developed and it is now listed that it can cause cancer. And there's a quote from this story. Uh, from a firefighter, carcinogens that lead to cancer are the leading cause of death among firefighters. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that the lead- leading cause of death are the carcinogens that cause cancer. Here's the quote. Pretty much firemen know that they're going to lose 10 years off their life from chronic exposure to all of this stuff. It talks about two different things that are happening, and I've talked about them earlier, but I want to circle back to these things. One is the response time. Um, We're going to talk staffing in the near future with people from Phoenix Fire that know a lot more about it than I do. But just like I've talked to police agencies, Phoenix police, but other agencies as well about staffing issues and how it adds to not only danger for the police officers themselves, but danger to the public at large with response times dropping and, and, you know, the the criminals having the upper hand. When it comes to fighting fires, forget about the medical situations are just as severe, but specifically to fighting fires. I didn't know this statistic either, but according to this story, a fire doubles in size every 30 seconds. So if you have one room of your house on fire and it takes the fire department one extra minute to get to you, now it's two rooms that are on fire. And then it doubles to four. And it is um, when you see response times in Phoenix going down. So there's two things that happen when this happens. First to you is you lose much more of your property when something like this happens. But secondly, to the firefighter, two things. It makes it a much more uh, dangerous situation to put that fire out. Roof collapses, things of that nature. It makes it a lot more dangerous when it takes them longer to get to the scene of a fire. A lot more dangerous. The other thing is the exposure to what's there, the carcinogens, because as the fire burns, they say, you know, it releases gas, the gases that are poisonous 
to firefighters. So I, I talked about the washdown kits that are now on. I, I don't know how many. I don't know if it's all fire trucks. Maybe it is. I hope it is. But washdown kits have become a thing over the over the reason I say recent years. That's a relative term. And that is this, that they realized in these studies of carcinogens that if a firefighter at the scene of a fire can wash the soot off of themselves, they can wash those carcinogens off with a washdown kit at the scene of a fire. Then they're not dragging it into the seats inside of a fire truck when you're no longer wearing a gas mask. You're not breathing it off of your your uniforms, off of your turnout gear, and then bringing it back to the firehouse. If you can wash it down at the scene, it dramatically reduces the amount of carcinogens that you're exposed to. And I thought that sounds like a very simple solution to a lot of the problems. And that's something we all should be looking at as well. So as much as we talk about that the police departments need to be equipped, you know, that I don't and I don't know what the situation is like now, but I had talked with Phoenix Fire in the past and had them on the old TV show when I was doing it about the issue of of equipment that doesn't work, that they had trucks that were breaking down that. uh, And and one of them was one of the I remember having a social media conversation with someone and the tweets are probably deleted now, but I was talking about. Air conditioning not working in a fire truck. And somebody made a comment, well, there's a lot of people that don't have money in their air conditioner doesn't work in their car and they can't fix it either. And I, you know, my initial reaction was to blast somebody for that, you know, for making such a ridiculous statement. But I guess people don't understand unless you talk to someone that is a firefighter, has been a firefighter. Number one, you know, they work in shifts at a fire scene because they're already in over well over 100 degree temperatures, walking into well over a thousand degree temperatures and it is oppressively hot even with the turnout gear on. The only place of respite to get their body temperature back to normal or close to normal is an air conditioned vehicle. It is even more of a safety issue in firefighting than it is in your home. And they had trucks that didn't have air conditioning that was working sometimes or trucks that were breaking down. And so when they get to the scene of a fire, let's say it was a, a, a pump truck, a truck that's pumping the water from a fire hydrant into the fire hoses or up in a ladder truck. If that equipment's not working, they have to call for another truck that's further away, delaying putting out that fire as well. So those are the kinds of situations that all of us as citizens, we have to, and I'm not talking about marching down to city council meetings, but this is the kind of stuff you should be talking to people about that run your city. If we've got police officers that didn't have bulletproof vests, we would lose our minds and we would say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that you're sending cops out on the streets without safety equipment? Well, if we're sending firefighters into these dangerous situations without uh, washdown kits, uh, you know, outside of the on the fire trucks or the other equipment they need or equipment that's broken, we should start asking questions about where the priorities are, the spending of our tax dollars. I just thought this was a fascinating story because I learned more than I, I, I've ever known about fighting fires and how dangerous that job is. I knew it was a dangerous job. We all do. None of us are dumb. If it's a car that's on fire, a building that's on fire, whatever it is, climbing those ladders, you couldn't get me to climb that ladder uh, on a bet. And the dangerous situations they put themselves in, cutting holes in roofs, worried about roof collapses, we all understand that danger. But the carcinogens in the air and how that's the most deadly thing to a firefighter. I have a whole new respect for fighting fires, but I also think that that long-term effect is something we should help to try to reverse, and I hope that that's what's going to happen. In just a moment, uh, we are going to talk about a great story about we are going to raise taxes, but about what's happening with the United States Post Office. All that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. 
values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. I Just a little uh, little more on the light side of things. It just makes me laugh what's happening and what we buy into. Um, the federal government is getting ready to raise taxes. We're going to talk more about it in the final hour of the show with this um, Inflation Reduction Act, which is a joke. I mean, it's not going to reduce inflation. And we're going to let you hear in the next hour, we're going to let you hear from a, a representative that voted in favor of this, that worked on this bill very hard, that is so thrilled with the work she did. But what she brags about has nothing to do with reducing inflation. And I'll let you hear it in the next hour. But they're raising taxes at a time when they're demanding that private industry reduce their prices. Correct? I mean, that's been the mantra. Big oil, reduce your prices. It's the right thing to do for America. By the way, we're going to raise taxes on some Americans. So now there's this. Remember the other statement. No one under, no one making under $400,000 a year is going to pay more in taxes, period. Statement, that was what the president said. Now, is this a tax? Mm, I guess this is what we're going to fight about because um, you're paying the government more. The United States Postal Service announces price spikes on shipping for the holiday season. It begins in October, just in time for the holidays. They announced on Wednesday the changes are part of the Postal Service 10-year reorganization strategy to achieve financial stability. The rate changes go into effect on October 2nd and will last until January 22nd of 2023. So... This is the game I want to play with this. Um, I have a friend who works for FedEx. Maybe he's retired now. I have a couple of friends that work for FedEx. I know some people that work for UPS. There's DHL. There's uh, you know all of this stuff all over the all over town for you to ship goods. Um, if and when those companies raise your rates during season, holiday season, what does the government say it is? Well, it's price gouging. Why would you, how could you do that? How could you raise rates on people during the holidays? The post office, where Americans right now are hurting, we know that holiday spending is going to be suspect, by, you know, it's going to be a little bit less probably for a lot of people. People are wondering how they're going to get through. And now the post office says its rate hikes are similar to previous rate hikes that helped the United States Postal Service cover additional handling costs during the holidays, the peak season for postal service deliveries. So not only are the taxes you pay going to fund the black hole of the post office. And I will tell you something. I have nothing against postal workers, nothing at all. This is not about the workers in the post office. This is about the machine and how it's operated um, inefficiently. Private industry does a better job than the government. And I mean, no disrespect for workers in the post office. I think they're good. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm the one that stands outside my house and talks to the to the the person delivering my mail for two or three minutes. Hey, how are you? Always offering water because it's a hard job. But when you look at companies that have had to navigate supply chain issues and they had to shift from shipping things across the ocean with uh, on boats to flying things, when you see private organizations that have to rely on profitability, that have to rely on the public demand in order for them to get your business because they can't force you to pay them. They can't force you to use them. They become more innovative. They make things more simple. They make it easier for you as a shopper. They do as much as they can to attract as much of your business. But more than anything else, the hypocrisy here is what gets me. If FedEx 
or UPS is going to raise their rates for the holidays, it's profiteering, right? It's price gouging. You know people have no choice. The postal services, we just don't, we know we don't make a profit here. So we're not evil. You know, we we work at a deficit. And so we're just trying to cover our costs. We're a nonprofit organization. So when we raise our prices, it's not hurting you. Well, of course it's hurting you. This is the difference. This is why I would put my faith in private industry over the government every day of the week. There are greedy business owners. There are greed, There are people that are greedy, rich people that will pay you as little as possible and take all the lion's share of the profit and never give to charity. And, and there are Ebenezer Scrooges that live out there. There's no doubt about it. And there are people that steal from welfare. So it doesn't matter where you are on the economic scale. Greed is greed. Good behavior is good behavior. One of my favorite videos to watch or the group of videos to watch, and I'm watching those Reels videos on Facebook, and I wish I could remember the guy's name. There are a few of them that do it, but one guy specifically, he approaches homeless people, and I don't know if it's set up. Maybe it's a setup. If it is, it's still heartwarming. He approaches a homeless person or someone that obviously doesn't have a lot of money, and he asks them for money. And a homeless guy gives this guy like he's all I have is 80 cents, but you can have it. And he gives the guy the 80 cents. And the guy says, why'd you help me? He says, because you said you needed it. You needed some help. And I had the 80 cents, so I gave it to you. So he hands the guy back his 80 cents and he hands him 500 bucks and said, this is for you because you were going to help me. There are good and bad among us everywhere. But in the end, not because I think people in government are evil. I don't think that at all. I just think it's inefficient by nature. And this is another example of it. They have been criticizing. The Biden administration has been critical. And I've got people that believe him or that, that agree with him, not believe him, agree with him, that send me the message. Here's what Mo- Exxon Mobil and their profits in the last quarter. Look at the profits of the Shell Oil Company. Okay. The federal government through the month of July, this fiscal year, has taken in $4.1 trillion, a new record in revenue into the United States Treasury. What's the difference? Well, the difference is one company earned it and the other one took it. Businesses earned it. The government takes it. And they demanded that the oil companies lower their prices while they are increasing taxes. They say you've got to help the American worker. You're raising prices on the American worker. The American public out there now is going to pay more to ship products during the holidays specifically because you know they need to ship them. This is it is the ultimate in hypocrisy. And if people don't see it, it's because they don't want to. Coming up just after 11 o'clock, we're going to shift over to the economy a little bit more specifically. And I'm going to let you hear. From a Democrat representative and what she is bragging about that is in this bill coming up next.